and we're live. Good evening, everyone. March 18th, 9 p.m. as usual. Start by looking at the quote. This is half, this quote is half of a sutta. It's the second half. <clears throat> so they're, they're all, it starts actually with five asamaya, asamaya, uh, asamaya padanaya. Five non times for striving. So you've got the asamaya and you've got the samaya. There are times for striving and there are times where you should not strive. <clears throat> and I'm looking at the commentaries, trying to get some clarification here because I think you have to qualify this to some extent. But there's a valuable lesson to be learned here. <clears throat> and I suppose the first lesson to consider is um, other ways of deciding what's the right time to meditate, uh, to strive, are often misguided. Right, so... We have to think, well, I'd like to meditate, but I just can't find the time. Just can't find the right time to do it. And I don't have enough time, or it's just not the time. In Buddhist countries, they often say things like, well, when I, when I get old, I'll meditate. No. When I'm young... I've got work to do, but when I get old, I'll take the time to meditate. And so we put it aside. I think to some extent, um, this sutta, as I said, has to be qualified because the Buddha also said that mindfulness is always useful. And that's, I think, important that um, striving is not the only way of meditating, not the only way of progressing, of practicing. Um, anyway, well, let's go through these. Because there, it's important because there is a certain amount of uh, striving that you shouldn't do at certain times. So let's start with the asamaya. Katami pancha. What five? Idabhikave bhikkhu jinno hoti. Here, monks, a monk, a meditator, is old, is old. Jaraya Bibhuto has become very elderly. So how do you interpret this? Is he saying that old people shouldn't meditate, shouldn't practice, shouldn't strive spiritually? No, in fact, I think what is being said here is this is um, a bad time 
it makes it's harder it's a harder time and the important lesson there is don't wait till you're old because old people will tell you it's there's there's difficulties I mean, interestingly enough as i said it's when people mostly there's an excuse i'm too young and you know, i'll do it when i'm older so interestingly enough a lot of old people do take up meditation and get good results but you, you accumulate so much baggage that there's a lot more work to be done and you have the buddha's words here and in other places that this is not the, the right way to look at things because if we skip down to the first one on on the positive side one is a, a, a child a, a youth you are young susu i don't know what susu means young i'm saying young so with black hair because everyone in india had black hair until it turned gray Badrena. No, no, Badrena yo banena. Yo banena, youth. In the height of their youth, or something like that. Samanagato uh, is possessed of the height of youth, the, the, the best part of youth, the strength of youth. The greatness of youth. Patamena vayasa. In the first, the first vaya, the first uh, part of life, first age of life. Ayang bhikkave patamo samayo badana. This is the first occasion, right time for striving. Do it while you're young. Because you know, every moment that we're unmindful is accumulating karma, is accumulating habits. And so you can say that old people benefit from meditation, absolutely. But they also have a lot of habits built up. And so as far as uh, how far they can get, you know, it depends on the person, of course. But young people have... Uh, greater potential, they've got greater strength. If you've seen some of these young monks meditating day and night, able to walk very well, able to sit very still, their minds are sharp. I mean, it goes both ways because old people have, have a lot of the wisdom that's required to understand why we're meditating. Young people meditate for a little while and then get bored and Give it up. Nonetheless, it's something that you should start young. Get a head start. Any old meditator will tell you, don't wait until you're old. It's that much harder. Number two, when you're sick. When you're sick, don't put out effort. And this is interesting because you should meditate. You should be very mindful, as I said. Buddha in other places has said that sickness is a great um, great catalyst for in, for insight but you shouldn't you shouldn't work hard because you can aggravate the sickness and and prolong the sickness you should take your take care of your body you know rest a lot lie down 
don't do lots of walking and don't push yourself don't push your body anyway On the opposite, if you're when you're healthy, that's when you should meditate. Because when you're sick, it gets harder. It, you know, it may be a great time to be mindful, but it's much harder to be mindful. And of course, you can't do all the exercises. So, the point is, when you're healthy, take that time to meditate. Don't don't be negligent. A lot of talk about the negligence of health. Oh, I'm healthy now. I don't need to worry about suffering. Right? I don't need to worry about my defilements. I'm healthy, I can get what I want, I can do what I want. If I have problems, I just chase them away or I run away from them. And then when we're sick, we don't know what to do. We're unprepared. So it's a good lesson, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, so why should I worry? Why should I work? Why should I train myself? We should think that when you're happy, when you're well, you should prepare yourself for being unwell. Or you should prepare yourself. You should, it's, it's a good time to train yourself and to make yourself stronger because making yourself stronger once you're already unwell is much more difficult. If a person's never practiced meditation, they never practiced mindfulness, and then they get sick, you can't. It's very hard to teach them meditation at that point because they won't hear it. Their mind is too reactionary. Better to start with when it's easy. Right? If you start when it's hard, much harder to start. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be mindful and you shouldn't try your best to be mindful when you're sick. Things when you're sick, it's a great time to learn and to understand and to learn to let go because you have suffering and suffering is something that we react to very strongly. Number three, when, at a time when there is not much food. Dusasang, dusasang is crops, right? When there are poor crops. Dulabapindang, when it's hard to get alms. Nasup. Karang unchena. It's not easy to gather, uh, to something, something ask. All right. Begging. Yapeti. I don't know. Why does it say that yapeti means? Anyway, not easy to keep one's life going on sustenance or something like that. When it's hard to get food, when food is scarce. And so this is a, an issue for monks more than lay people, I suppose. But you know, it can happen when you're poor, that food is scarce. Well, don't push your body at that point. Remember, we had one person who came to meditate and wanted to do a fast, so they were just going to have fruit for like three weeks. And so after two weeks, he came to my my hut and said he had like pulled a ligament in his leg <laughs> because it's hard, you know, this isn't like 
some yoga retreat where you just lie on your mat and stretch all the, you know, do simple stretches. You're actually doing hours and hours of walking, you know, and it's uh, insight. So you're dealing with ordinary states. You're not entering into very high and, and special states. You're dealing with a lot of difficulties because you're trying to learn and understand how your mind works. You're digging right in there with the problems. It's very uh, strenuous. No, it's very um, taxing on your system. So when you, you have to nourish your body. When you're not able to find nourishment, that's a time you have to be careful. And then Bayang Hoti Attavisankopo. When there is danger, Chakka Samarulha Chanapada Pariyayanti. I have to look up a translation. Not familiar with any of this. There is peril, turbulence in the wilderness, and the people of the countryside, mounted on their vehicles, flee on all sides. Thank you, Bhikkhu Bodhi. Yeah, there's danger. When there's danger, you should be careful. You shouldn't go out and do walking. If there's a war in your area, you have to take care of your body. It's not a good time for striving because you'll be worried about dangers and you might even be attacked and harmed. And so, I mean, part of the lesson here is that when when you don't have danger, when, when life is good, you know, this is when take advantage of the moment, take advantage of the opportunity. Don't let the moment pass you by. So when there's harmony in society, manusa samanga samodamana avivadamana, when people are dwelling in harmony, when they are not fighting, kirodakibhuta, having become like milk and water, mixing like milk and water without any turbulence. When people can mix and when, when there's when people are look at each other fondly, piya chakuhi sampasanta viharanti, and they dwell uh, in harmony, eyeing each other favorably, kindly, dearly. And number five is when your community, when the Sangha is dwelling. But when the Sangha is split up, when your meditation community, when your community, when your family, that's a time where it's when it's difficult to strive. So when your family is in harmony, you should take that opportunity to strive. 
And so I don't think this really means that you shouldn't uh, try and be mindful. You should just give up and, and throw in the towel when things are difficult. It's more of a lesson of how, it'd be, how difficult it is with those things. And so to take advantage of the time. But it's also a warning that you shouldn't push too hard when, you, when there are things that will uh, be affected by striving. So when your body might be injured because you're striving, because you're not getting enough nourishment, and you might be killed because there's and there's sort of, you know war going on or that kind of thing, or you might be subject to all sorts of problems because people are fighting and your family or your community is fighting. You should resolve some of these problems. Anyway, interesting sutta and giving the five. Good times to strive and the five times when striving becomes difficult. So, next up, I'm going to post the hangout link on meditation.sirimangalo.org. Want to join the hangout? You're welcome to come and ask questions. This is where I take live questions for anyone brave enough to join me with a with a video webcam and a microphone give it a couple of minutes if nobody shows up then we say good night tomorrow i'm giving a talk in second life as far as i know it's at 12 p.m 12 noon second lifetime in the buddha center so if you know what that means Come on out. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Oh, and it looks like I'm going to New York City. If you're in the New York City area, it uh, looks like I might be there from the 16th of April to the 23rd of April. Looks sometime around that time. It's not confirmed yet, but it's um, decided upon, agreed upon. So it looks like I'll be doing some meditation teachings in New York City. Some special memories of New York City. I was flying to, um, flying to Thailand as a monk and I brought along a novice, a Cambodian novice. And we'd agreed, this was of course back when you know I was with monks who were all using money, but I decided, this was the first time I decided that I was going to stop using money. And uh, so I said, we're not bringing any money on this trip. And we got to New York City and I, forgot, I had left my passport on the plane in the seat in front of me and it went back to Toronto. And we missed our plane from New York City to, to um, Korea, can't remember, Korea or Taiwan, probably Taiwan. And so we spent two nights, I think, in, no, just maybe one night. We spent about 20, almost 24 hours in, over 24 hours in New York City. 
and we wouldn't have survived if the novice hadn't secretly he he pulled i said i don't know what we're gonna do and so he pulls out like a hundred dollars he had stuck some money so he had money to get a taxi and then to get a train back to the airport so we got a taxi to the cambodian monastery and then we slept some time in the JFK airport. But I was there a couple of years ago as well. Just passed through. Ended up uh, staying a couple of nights in Long Island. Maybe I'll go to Long Island again this time. To the Sri Lankan meditation center there. It's a really nice, a good friend of mine, Nanda. Who do we have? Hello, Stephen or Stefan. Hello, your mic is live. I can hear you. I can hear you, but I don't know what you're saying. Do you have a question? Hello. Interesting. All right, I'm assuming no questions. So Where will I be teaching in New York City? I don't know yet. Nothing's confirmed. It's all very prelim. I'll let you know. Have a good night, everyone. See some of you in, in Second Life tomorrow. Good night.